It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Right, we've had a day to kind of soak up exactly what happened on Sunday. And look, it's, it's, it's funny. And it's also very uh, expected. The immediate reaction within 24, 48 hours after the Redskins win their season opener. Something that they haven't done since 2012. Everybody now is on the Redskins bandwagon. Matt Nikashu on Twitter, nickashu.com slash Redskins. And yeah, look, this is this is how this is going to go this year. And this is my first year doing this podcast, but it's not like I haven't talked about the team for years in my career. This is what this city does. This is what this fan base does. And rightfully so. Like, here's the thing. If you think the Redskins are going to win 12 games this year, I've gone on record plenty of times and said that I think you're crazy. Do I think that this team looks better than what we initially thought watching what they did Sunday against Arizona? Yes. But let's also keep in mind, yesterday was all about the happiness of it and just the immediate reaction and a lot of player sound and things like that. But today we need to also look at this from a little bit of a broader perspective here. That Cardinals offense is not very good, okay? Sam Bradford looked like he had no business being out there on the field. They looked completely unprepared. The way the Cardinals offense looked on Sunday is the way that the Redskins looked week three of the preseason, right? And everybody was panicking. Everybody was worried. Well, are they going to be ready for week one? How are they going to look against Arizona? They got to win week one against Arizona. Did they get enough time? Did they get enough preparation out there? Redskins did. The Cardinals didn't. And, and listen, their coach was saying, Steve Wilkes was saying before the season started, that the team was not prepared. Like, he literally came out and said that this team was not prepared and ready to go for week one. And it showed, and the Redskins were. Now, let's also remember this. Alex Smith has had a lot of success over the years on week one games. Like, Alex Smith is the anti-Jay Gruden. He's had really one bad game in week ones in his time in Kansas City. He's always been good. He's always been solid. Alex Smith is not going to be flashy. Alex Smith is going to be a quarterback that's going to get the job done. And I don't want to use the word game manager because everybody uses the word game manager now. But he's not going to make a ton of mistakes. He's going to make sure that the team is ready. He's going to be extension of the coaching staff out there on the field. So you've got to give him credit for that. But let's pump the brakes on this being a 12-win team right now or things like that. There's some other things they need to shore up out there. There's no question about it. You know, I'd like to see the defense get a little bit more of a pass rush in there. They didn't get to the quarterback a ton. But at the same time, it was one of those quick passing games if you're Arizona where they were trying to dump the ball off a lot. So there wasn't a ton of time for the Redskins to actually get to Sam Bradford anyway. So, like, little details like that. I want to see a little bit better of uh, protection for Alex Smith. There were a few times where we saw the pass rush just bombard through the Redskins offensive line like there was nobody standing there whatsoever. But overall, this was a great start. A great start for this team who has a very tough schedule if you're the Redskins and who puts themselves in a position now where momentum carries them along. And I always say this, never overlook the mental side of sports, right? Never overlook that. Getting this monkey off their backs, right? That stigma of week one failures for the Redskins. It's something that Jay Gruden actually talked about in his post-game presser, and he tries to ignore it, but he knows that this is something that's finally over for him. 
You guys put that monkey on there. You guys kept reminding me all week about the dang 0-4 start. But, uh, you know, I, I just think it counts as one game. You know, win or lose this game, I told our team we're 1-0. Uh, now it's time we have to put back-to-back games together. we got to play a tough Andrew Luck-led Colt team next week at home, and we got to do a better job for our home crowd. Listen, one thing we do know, though, is that a good offense helps out the defense, right? The Redskins controlled the ball for almost 23 minutes in the first half. There was a point where I totally forgot that Arizona even had an offense, right? Like, you're out there and you're thinking, well, we're going to see David Johnson at some point. How are they going to hold up against David Johnson? Wait, is Arizona still going? Wait, the Redskins are still on the field. Wait, what? Like, that was the weird part about this is you watch these 70, 80, 75-yard drives from the Redskins all throughout the first half. They ate up clock. They put themselves in a position to score. They had three consecutive touchdown drives in the first and second quarters alone. Five minutes and 53 seconds, 9.06, then 3.11. They ate up a lot of clock, which is great. One, that rests your defense. It gives them an opportunity to get fresh on the sidelines. And on top of that, a well-rested defense then only allows a couple of first downs for the Cardinals, right? Like, they didn't let them get first downs. That's how it's supposed to be done, and that's what was such an important thing to see and a trend that you hope is going to continue with the Redskins from Sunday is that they put themselves in a position where that offense is out there, run the ball a lot as long as you're having some success there, right? Jay Gruden runs the ball more than he gets credit for. It just means they're not always successful there. But that in return also, remember, you've also got to have a good defense helping out the offense. Like, it may sound kind of elementary, but but this really is true. Like, both sides of the ball have to be able to contribute, and we're seeing that. Two straight three and outs in the first half for the Redskins' defense in that game was a trend that you want to see continue, right? What did we see so often with the Redskins last year? They were terrible against the run, and they were terrible when it came to third down. They were awful. They allowed teams to convert on third downs, it felt like, every single time they were out there on the field. And you can't do that. You cannot allow teams to continue, especially when it's third and five, third and six. And you allow these teams to continue their drives by getting a first down and then getting to third and six again, but then converting and getting another first down. Get the other team's offense off the field. And we were able to see that from the Redskins. The Redskins' offense then kept that rhythm when you go right back out on the field, right? Your defense goes out there. You stop Arizona quickly. Boom. Alex Smith and the offense are back out there again. They had rhythm. They were able to quickly get back out on the field and not sit and get cold on the sidelines for 20 minutes. Look, it wasn't as smooth in the second half for them. Cardinals ran only 13 plays on the Redskins were able to kill some clock and get a third quarter field goal at least that ended some of that portion of the third quarter where it felt like they weren't as strong as they were in the first half. Overall, though, we saw a good combination of offense and defense that fed off of each other. They both did their jobs. They both put the team in a position to then be successful on the other side of the ball. That's what good teams do. All right, what did Alex Smith have to say after that win? His first official real game for the Redskins at quarterback. What did he like? What did he not like? We'll hear from him next. It's the Locked on Redskins podcast. You are Locked on Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You know, ever since I really got into this business, you always have people asking me, who's going to win every single week? And the truth is, I really don't know. That's why they say play the game, right? But if you think you do know who's going to win, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, this is the best when it comes to it. They've been in the business for years. They got great reviews online. We know reviews are really important. Their mobile site's easy to use, which is the only thing anybody uses anymore. So they've got their priorities in line. Lay down some cash, win big today. I'd recommend them because. 
they're good. That's why I'm telling you to go and check them out. That's why I'm urging you to play with my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business and for you fantasy guys out there, by the way. You can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. This is new. Just more ways to help get you involved in this, right? To help feed that urge. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Redskins. All right, before we check in on Alex Smith, I do want to uh, check in on our ex real quick, Kirk Cousins and his debut. Look, stop. You know you're still curious about what Cousins does. You know you're still curious about how Kirk Cousins is going to play this year for the Vikings. So stop denying and stop acting like you don't care anymore. We're always going to follow it. We're always going to keep track of what he does. And he's going to be compared to Alex Smith every... By the way, did I say dud? I don't know. Look, it's... Yeah, I haven't had a lot of sleep recently, okay? <laughs> 244 yards, two touchdowns, finishes with a 95 passer rating. That's a solid debut for him, right? And the Vikings win. They beat the 49ers. His former offensive coordinator and Kyle Shanahan, who was probably looking over his shoulder half the time going, man, I could have had Kirk. Garoppolo looked good last year. Jimmy Garoppolo had three interceptions in that game. Because that Vikings defense is really, really good this year. Like I'll tell you this. Jimmy Garoppolo will look the worst he ever has in that game. He will not have a worse game than what he did against the Vikings. That defense is that good. It's that strong. They added more players that can get to the quarterback. They put themselves in a position where they have a defense that is feared. And you have to have that. But look, Cousins has it all. And a lot of reviews from a lot of players on that team, too, where... You've got Latavius Murray saying you could see it in his preparation, just the way he carries himself, the way he goes about the game. You know, for a quarterback to lower his shoulder and give up his body, that's motivating, that's inspiring, because I don't see a lot of quarterbacks doing that. Here's one thing with that. We know how that is in Washington when a quarterback likes to take hits. You don't want that to be what Cousins does if you're a Vikings fan, right? If you play for the Vikings, you don't want him lowering his shoulder and trying to take hits. But Cousins has certainly gained the respect of people in Minnesota. Now, I got a text from a guy that covers the team up there and he was asking, it was around the third quarter, and he goes, did Kirk Cousins have a problem with, you know, second half games, fourth quarter game, you know, the fourth quarter in games where he looked really good in the first half here, and now he's had a three straight three and outs. And I said to him, he's actually had a couple of really good comebacks. You remember, Cousins had multiple late game comebacks for the Redskins and probably would have had more if guys like Ryan Grant hadn't fallen down on routes or, you know, if Josh Doxson had caught that pass against the, the Chiefs in the end zone last season. Cousins' problem was always the red zone. Other than in 2015, He's always had issues when the field gets smaller. So that's what we'll keep an eye on this year. You're going to. Stop pretending you're not going to, right? You're going to. We'll see how Kirk Cousins is in the red zone for the Vikings this year and see if that gets improved because that could also be a play-calling thing. That could be, you know, a personnel thing. We'll get an opportunity to see that as the year goes on. All right, speaking of quarterbacks, Kirk's the old guy. Alex Smith is the new guy. This is how his debut went for the Redskins in his eyes. 
Alex, your debut with the Redskins. What did you think of your performance? What's it feel to get this first win? Yeah, pumped pump to just get the win uh, on the road against the defense. It was hard to prepare for that defense. You know, they hadn't shown a ton of film. Uh, watching a lot of Carolina stuff, getting ready. And, uh, you know, I thought the way we, we came out and started moving the ball, um, able to finish off, finish off some drives in the red zone was big. Uh, it was good, but certainly started with running the football today. Our line, I thought, dominated. Uh you guys didn't really show a lot in the preseason either. How nice was it to open things up, use different formations, personnel, and really get to experience Jay's playbook and play calling in reality? Yeah, it was nice. I mean, I, I think nice to be at, at full strength, you know, getting those guys back uh, healthy. I think a credit to them that they were ready to roll. Uh, both those guys, CT and Jordan, making big, big plays, especially in that first half. Uh, two big plays in the red zone. Um, yeah, so, I mean, a credit to them preparing themselves in practice. I thought we got great work in practice. Uh, as game-like as it could be um, in a controlled environment. So, um, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was fun to kind of get into a rhythm out there. Going off that question, uh, you had Peterson and Chris Thompson at your disposal both at the same time for the first time today. Healthy dose of running, and you made a lot of plays with your legs as well in the first half. How did that feel, getting everybody together, and specifically um, the, the run-heavy nature of the first half game plan? Um, got a lot of questions there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, I thought our O-line set, set the tone early, especially the way we were running the football. Um, you know, and, and, and I think, I mean, it's nice anytime you're moving the chains like that. I mean, it, it, it's, it's easier to get into a rhythm. Um, and I thought we did that there in the first half, had some good third down conversions, we're running the ball well, moving it, you know, able to finish off some drives in the red zone, which was big. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it was nice to get into a rhythm because we hadn't had a ton of game like experience in fact none all of us together uh, really only practice so um that was fun fun speaking of ct and uh jordan you know both of them have kind of unique kind of skill sets how does that fit with you and how are you kind of able to take advantage of what they do i think we have a ton of guys with unique skill sets and uh, i think really kind of credit to coach um you know allowing all the guys to use them uh i think it's one of those things i mean we certainly didn't come into the game thinking those guys were uh, going to do what they did, you know. Certainly, we knew they had a chance, but uh, you know, you, you set up the game plan. I think everybody's got a shot, you know, and you just don't know how you're going to get played. You don't know where they're going to, you know, the defense's point of emphasis is going to be. And uh, I thought those guys just, uh, like I said, I thought they did a great job of being ready. Alex, you mentioned getting in a rhythm. I think the three touchdown drives were all ten plus plays. What does that do to a defense when you're kind of showing everything you have and and making them stay out there for a while? Yeah, we had a lot. I mean, uh, we've had a ton of extended work. I felt like extended drive work in practice in the heat, um, you know, back in Virginia. And I thought that that definitely paid off for us today. We had a, a few extended drives. Uh, I don't think I, I saw a tired face in the huddle. I thought the guys did a great job being in shape, ready to roll. Um, you know, I thought, like I said, coach with the game plan, mixing it up well, I think keeping the defense on their heels. Uh, never felt like they had a, a great beat on what we were doing. Alex, speaking of mixing it up, what, how much fun is it to play with somebody like Chris Thompson who you can shuffle a pass to, get a first down, or you can get it out of the shotgun, sweeping over to the right, or do a speed option play? I mean, how much fun is it to play with a guy like that who the defense can't really pin because there's so many ways you can play into first down? Yeah, pretty special. Uh, you know, and, and uh, it was fun to kind of see him, like I said, first game action for me uh, to get to play with him. To see the, the, the skill set and the run game, the pass game, protection, um, you know, he's very, very detailed in what he does and, and obviously, uh, I think, takes a lot of pride in, in doing all those things well. 
Can you take us through the two touchdown plays, first to, to Chris and then uh, on the right side of Jordan? Um, yeah, I mean, got down there in the red zone. I knew we had the, the matchup we wanted there with, with Chris uh, based off the look they were giving us. And <clears throat> I didn't really do much. I mean, he did a great job, obviously, I think separating from the, from the guy underneath, uh, able to dump the ball off, and, and he kind of did the rest. Um, you know, the touchdown to Jordan I thought was a, a heck of a play to you know, kind of missing that ball down and low away, you know, for him to not only make the catch, but to have the wherewithal to, to reach out and get in before he got touched. Uh, I mean, I thought it was a big, big time play there at the end of half. All right, we're going to hear from Jay Gruden next. It's the Locked on Redskins podcast. You are Locked on Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Redskins. All right, so Jay Gruden spoke to the media yesterday, had a little chime to go look at the film and get an idea of what they did right, what they did wrong. But, of course, the first thing he was asked about was Adrian Peterson, 166 total yards for the Redskins, and what's next in the offense for Peterson? His own guy. He's a different animal, and uh, we're fortunate to – uh, get a look at him. Not fortunate to lose Darius, but we're fortunate that he was on the streets uh, and he had a great workout. And hats off to him for staying in great shape. Really, you know, a lot of guys can, you know, tank it, and not work out, but he was in great physical condition and uh, showed on Sunday able to carry the ball as many times as he did without Wilter, and he actually got stronger as the game went on. He said after the game that he felt his conditioning was was where he wanted it to be, but he said his eyes weren't quite as sharp uh, as he had hoped, and maybe missed a few. Holes. Yeah. Uh, what did you see from his performance? Same thing. I think, uh, you know, we're, we're tinkering with some new types of runs that he probably hasn't been accustomed to in his career. He's more of been a downhill, hit the hole type guy. We're trying to do some more wide zone stuff, some shotgun stuff that he uh, is going to get used to. Um, and I think he showed that he can do it. We just got to get him on the track and uh, path and get his vision points right. But uh, I was impressed with him, uh, able to handle all the different types of runs we gave him in just a short period of time. When a guy like Chris has the injury that he had last year, uh, a lot of athletes are hesitant. Did you see any of that from CT and, and what impressed you about what he's done since that injury? Yeah, he's, uh, he's been incredible. You know, his work ethic to get back to where he was yesterday, I didn't see any hesitancy whatsoever. Uh, he hit the hole hard. He was explosive. Um, he was great in a pass game, both pass protection and in the routes. Uh, and uh, he just did what CT always does. And you can see how much of an impact it had on our team when he left last year. You know, the, the ability to catch the ball in the backfield, the mismatches that he creates, the protection that he provides for the quarterback, uh, the second and long runs, get back on track runs he does a great job on. So uh, just a testament to him as a player and a person to get himself back in that type of shape. Given how difficult the task was to prepare for them offensively, given Mike had been in a couple of different places, obviously new personnel for him in Arizona, were you, I guess, how impressed were you, and were you almost surprised at how well prepared your defense looked? I was, 
you know, you just never know what to expect. You're right. You know, you don't know what they're going to bring out. But I think the rules that we have, we threw a lot at our defense throughout OTAs and training camp, different formations and personnel groups and types of runs and passes and play passes and boots and all that stuff. So we feel like we got them in the best mental state of preparation we could. Uh, and they, they performed well. I was most impressed with the way we tackled. You know, we didn't miss. I don't know if we missed any tackles, really. Our secondary did a great job when they had to. Our defensive line uh, got the necessary push to free up our linebackers, and our linebackers made uh, excellent tackles out in space also. So uh, total team effort when you play like that on defense against a guy like David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, obviously Sam Bradford. I think it's a great testament to, to the defense and Coach Minuski what he did. When you watched the film as a whole for the offense, what just kind of stood out to you? Uh, I think we did some good things. There's some things that obviously we need to clean up. You know, we had a chance to put them away and – keep them down for good, but uh, we, we failed in the fourth, late late in the third quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, we kind of hit a lull there, but um, overall I think uh, we were pretty diverse in what we did. We were able to run the ball, different types of runs, like I said, the play action, some keepers, uh, some straight drop backs, some empty, we did a little bit of everything and we were able to manage it. Uh, the guys substituted in and out of the huddle very well, we got to the line of scrimmage, uh, gave Alex ample time at the line to make necessary checks, and I was impressed so far. It's a great starting point. Uh, we can build off it and uh, do a lot more better thing, a lot better things next week. You mentioned just kind of the manageable situations. I've mentioned that all along. Just how important was that for you to be like to give you that flexibility? Did that help at all? Being in- yeah, it helps. It helps to have the whole playbook open. I was telling Coach Callahan today. It's really. One of the few times that I can remember, I was having trouble calling plays because there were so many good ones that I liked that we could get to. We had different types of runs we were getting to. We got some options in. We got some zone reads in. We got some power, some duos in. We got some a lot of, a lot of different types of outside zones, a couple RPOs, so to speak. So a lot of good things we were doing, and uh, it's, it's really a testament to the offensive line, tight ends, receivers for those guys executing. Of course, the backs finishing, the quarterback uh, running, making it run smooth. Jay, you mentioned what you like the most about the defense. On the opposite end of that, what's um, some of the things that you'd like to clean up before next week? Yeah, defensively, like I said, the tackling was great. And I think uh, the communication was outstanding. I think the secondary, which everybody kind of had a question mark on, is such a young secondary. Uh, I think they played extremely well. I think Dunbar had an incredible game, really. You know, I think uh, he was all over the place. He was tackling, he was breaking up passes, got an interception, uh, was physical and bump and run, was good in zone. So, uh uh, I think there are going to be things to clean up without a doubt, um, alignment, assignment things. But for the most part, I look for effort, tenacity, and uh, A-plus on both those. Okay, uh, uh, Jamison's uh, snap count maybe a tick lower than at times last year. How much was that just where he's at physically, and how much was that you had to sprinkle play a, a decent amount as well? How much was wanting to get another uh, tight end on the field? A little bit of both. You know, I think when we had a lead, we got up 21 nothing. second half. We did a lot more two and three tight end sets. Uh, so it's nothing. And, and there are going to be games when we're going to be possibly down. We're going to be in more three receiver sets. So he'll get more and more reps. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, in future, I think you'll see more Josh Docks and more Jameson Crowder. Uh, but in this game, particular game, um, we were able to use our three tight end sets pretty effectively. Jay, back to Chris. We talked to him in the locker room just now about he said when he was cut back several years ago, a practice squad, you said you had a bigger plan for him, um, and we kind of talked about you guys' relationship. Can you characterize that too? And he said he believed in you and you, you kept your word and what that plan was and kind of how you've seen him develop over the years. And a hard worker, number one, those, that's a great combination. If you work hard and you're a great kid, then good things will happen to you. He listens, he's smart. Uh, and he just takes well to coaching. You know, Randy George has done an outstanding job with them. And uh, first of all, you got to have the desire 
to be great and do some of the things we're asking that third down back to do in protection. You know, a lot of guys, yeah, I can do that, but physically they don't hold up and mentally they may not want to. But Chris has done a great job. He'll face up on linebackers, five techniques, defensive ends. It doesn't matter. He'll block them. And in a passing game, that's where he's really improved in my mind. In the pass blocking, but his, his routes, uh, his uh, confidence in that area is, is off the charts right now. He's a very difficult matchup for any linebacker, and it's a testament to his work ethic. Randy Jordan putting him through it uh, and his ability to get better every single day. He works as hard as anybody on this football team, and it shows. All right, we'll be back on Wednesday with the Locked on Redskins podcast. Remember, I'm at Nick Ashew on Twitter, nickashew.com as well. We're leading you up to the Colts home opener on Sunday. Unless, uh, of course, like this whole hurricane thing drags out. I mean, there's just apparently a ton of bad weather coming. So we'll see how that works out. But until tomorrow, it's the Locked on Redskins podcast. You are Locked on Redskins. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.